for the 29th time. I'm Nacho Flacco. This is Nacho Flacco, the podcast. I went long again today, certainly longer than yesterday's episode. This is a much better, if if you've got to, if you're listening to this one and have to go back and listen to the last one, for the first thing, I'm recording this about two and a half hours earlier in the evening than I did yesterday's pod. Uh, two, this one was just more fun just in general. I really liked yesterday's. I liked like the content of it. And I'm probably going to go back to that. You know, what is what is this going to look like in 2030? I'm going to do that again. But this one was fun because it's like it applies to next year. I am talking about NFL MVP odds for the 2020 season. And I pick, if you, if you stick it out to the end, I pick, if you gave me $500... I would pick the five guys I'd put $100 down on to win MVP. It's a couple long shots, a couple medium shots, and then just to be safe, I spent 100 bucks on my homes. Now, I'm not actually putting any of this money down, and by God, do not go off and start fucking gambling on fucking NFL future bets just because I did it. But I'm just telling you, if I did, that's where I'd spend my 500 bucks. So... I had fun with this one. Hopefully you guys have fun with it. Get in there. If you've already listened to some of my podcasts before, go drop a rating. Make sure you're subscribed and leave a review. Come back to this one. If you haven't listened to one of my podcasts, you picked a good one, I think. I liked it. I had fun with it. After you're done with it, then go back. Write a review. But either way, make sure you're subbed to the pod. Anyway, guys, appreciate you. Love you. I hope you like this one. I had fun with it. So a new round of NFL future bets came out today and focused on the MVP race. And Mahomes got, you know, Patrick Mahomes got top billing because he's the front runner for the MVP, as he should be basically for the next, I think, 12 or 15 years. The He's already won one. He's got a Super Bowl ring. You know, he's the best quarterback in the league, and this is a quarterback's award. So uh, happy happy for him that he's already the front runner. He obviously doesn't give a shit. But uh, I wanted to look at this to see if, if I were a betting man, and I'm not, because if I were, I'd probably sell my children, or they'd probably actually already been sold, and I would have taken a really good price because they're fucking annoying right now. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at the, the recent history. So going back to like 2012, 2012 conveniently was the last time a running back won at Adrian Peterson went over 2000 yards while Christian Ponder was his quarterback. And then every year after that, it's been quarterbacks, 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 quarterbacks. And so I wanted to look and see, okay, if I was going to put a hundred bucks down, who would I be, who, who would I be going after? Who would I be who would I be putting my money on? And you know, you see things like, you know, <clears throat> when you look at history, right? The last four out of the last five MVPs have come from players that had worse than 30 to 1 odds. What and so what basically what that breaks down to is that if you put a hundred dollars down on any of four of the last five winners, you'd have won better than three grand on it. So, like, really fun. It's like a fun little lotto ticket, which is all a futures bet is, right? 
the so I'm looking at recent history. It's pretty much all quarterbacks. Conveniently, there's a running back in there in the last seven years, so we can. There's enough good running backs in the league right now that have some interesting, of uh, you know, uh, odds to win the MVP. So looking at that, and I just wanted to break down and see, okay, who's who's likely to win it. Because there's there's stories that go along with this. This is a you know when they talk about an MVP campaign, you know this is it, it's it's almost like a political campaign. I mean it, there's there's ups, there's downs, there's drama, there's you know there's there's all sorts of shit that goes on within these things. There's like the whole oh it's his turn, you know. There's all that stuff. So I've broken it down, and I want to give you guys a few just a few facts right so that we can eliminate some of these guys right off the bat uh the first thing is the mvp for the last six years has been a quarterback that has won an average of 12.7 games so if your team can't win 12 games don't even don't even think that you're going to get an mvp your guy's going to get an mvp vote out, out of any of this okay the um the next thing is they're going to be the, it's going to be a quarterback okay we'll talk about the running backs really briefly but Adrian Peterson Adrian Peterson had 2000 yards rushing the last time he won this, the the last time a running back won the uh, won the MVP with an obnoxious amount of carries it doesn't happen anymore in today's NFL, and I've talked about it on previous podcasts, where running backs just don't get enough carries. And don't give me the Christian McCaffrey, you know, 1,300 yards rushing, 1,000 yards receiving. It's not special anymore. It's already been done a handful of times. So short of all of these other quarterbacks finishing 9-7 and seven, and the Panthers finishing 14 and two and McCaffrey runs rushes for 1500 yards and receives and, and catches 1200 yards worth of balls. McCaffrey's not winning it either. He's got, he's got plus, he's plus 300, which again is, is plus 300 is 30 to one. So I'm just going to use the plus 300s. Um, or sorry, he's plus 3000. That's it. Plus 3000. What that means, if you put a hundred dollars down, you get 3000 back. So I'm just ruling out running backs in general. Um, uh, Derrick Henry's plus 6,000. Saquon's plus 6,600. Zeke's plus 8,000. Dalvin Cook actually has better odds than Kirk Cousins. should tell you everything you need to know about fucking Kirk Cousins. The Dalvin's plus 8,000. Um, and so, so it's going to be a quarterback. If you were going to bet on any position, quarterback would be like you'd have to bet a thousand dollars to even win a hundred. So uh, it's going to be a quarterback. It's going to be somebody who wins with a team that wins at least 12 games. Because when you go back and you've got Peyton in 2013. So let's go over the past winners. Peyton Manning, 2013. He conveniently threw 55 touchdowns that year, which helped. So 13 and three with 55 touchdowns. That's going to win you the MVP more often than not. Aaron Rodgers, 12-4 and four that season, 38 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Cam Newton in 2015, 15-1, 35 touchdowns, plus 10 rushing, only 10 interceptions. Matt Ryan, the worst record of any of these guys, 11-5, 38 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Brady went 13-3, and three, 
with 32 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Now, in 2017 was was uh, this was kind of a gift for Brady. He wasn't certainly wasn't the best quarterback in the league. The Patriots had the best offense, but they certainly Brady you know didn't throw the most touchdowns. That went to uh, Wentz and, and Russell Wilson. But the problem was Wentz didn't finish the season. He got hurt and missed the last three games. And Russ, Russell Wilson only went nine and seven. So if you're wondering why Russell Wilson didn't get MVP votes, even though it looks like he led the league in, in touchdowns that year, it's because the team only went nine and seven. So Brady won in 2017. Uh, Mahomes uh, in 2018, 50 touchdowns. And then Lamar last year, 13 and two with 1,200 yards rushing, seven rushing touchdowns, 36 passing touchdowns, only six interceptions. These are huge fucking numbers, but they're also huge numbers on winning teams. So best quarter, so the quarterback on the best team in the league is typically the guy that's going to be the front runner. Or it's at least they've got to win, you know, again, they got to win 12 games. And in Wentz's case, you got to finish the fucking season. So uh, let's just go, the defensive guys are out. So they've got Donald, uh, Aaron Donald, uh, uh, Nick Bosa, J.J. Watt, and Khalil Mack. They're all like plus 15,000. They're not winning the MVP. Then you've got guys like, so let's just let's just knock out the guys that aren't going to win 12 games. So uh, Daniel Jones, not going to win 12 games. Kirk Cousins, not going to win 12 games. Jared Goff. Jameis has better odds than, Jameis has the same odds as Kirk Cousins. Jameis, who's the Saints backup, has the same odds as Kirk Cousins. Um, Drew Locke, they're not winning 12 games. Tannehill and the Titans, they're not winning 12 games. Cam has, Cam's at 6,000. He's plus 6,000. You got, Cam's got better odds of winning the MVP than Drew Locke, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, or Daniel Jones. Yet he's unsigned. I don't. Also, you're not going to see Tyrod Taylor anywhere on this list. Just a fucking heads up, Chargers fans. <clears throat> I don't see Matt Stafford winning 12 games this season, so I've crossed him off. Matt Ryan, maybe if they'd fired the coach, maybe if the Bucks still had Jameis instead of Tom Brady. But I don't see the Falcons. The Falcons are going to be at best the third best team in that division. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe, Joe Burrow's got uh, better odds to win the Super Bowl, or sorry, win the MVP than a bunch of these other guys I've named. And this is just uh, people doing weird things with their betting, I think. Um, Baker Mayfield, they're not winning 12 games in a division where you've got the Steelers and the, because the Steelers are going to be good, folks, where you got the Steelers and the, uh, and the Ravens. <clears throat> and then... Um, I've already talked about the running backs. Deshaun Watson. I don't see winning 12 games. Kyler Murray. I don't see winning 12 games. And Russell Wilson. I don't see winning 12 games. So you can kind of cross those guys off. But again, still, there's stories involved here. All right? So I've broken down the stories. The... um, YouTube, I'm getting a little close to you here as I'm moving my stuff around. 
So for all the guys that I didn't mention, and you didn't need to keep track of all this stuff because I'm going to start talking a little slower right now. Okay? So if you haven't been taking notes, there isn't going to be a fucking quiz at the end. <clears throat> so we're looking for we're looking for storylines. Again, this is all a campaign. This is all a, a narrative. So the easiest narrative is <clears throat> who are the two best, most exciting quarterbacks in the game? And it's going to be Mahomes and Lamar. So those guys are kind of competing. It helps that they're also both in the AFC. We're going to see one of those teams is going to is going to rise to the top. They're they're likely to be the two best teams in the conference. Now, if they both go ten and six, then you know all bets are off. I don't see them winning the MVP unless they do something crazy. But Lamar's already done something crazy. That twelve hundred yards rushing last year was the crazy thing. And he's gotten that reward so far. And I don't think it's likely they're going to go back-to-back. I mean, that he's going to go back-to-back. I could see them doing very well and Lamar not having as big a season, kind of the same way that Mahomes did where he came back in MVP, then Super Bowl. I could see that from the Ravens. But I don't necessarily see another 1,200 yards rushing from from Lamar. I think they're going to want to try and take care of him a little better than that. So out of those two, you know, that's that's one narrative, right? Is like the the super exciting quarterback that's likely to put up 45 or more touchdowns rushing or passing. Then you've got the, the next tier down is like the old dogs. You have Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers. Okay. The old dogs, except for Breeze, they have the multiple MVP winners in here. Breeze is going to be in two categories. So just bear with me. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Breeze. But Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers. This is the, you know, the old sheriff kind of mustering up one final season. The old gunslinger mustering up one final season, showing the grit, showing the championship medal. You know, shit that like Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels are just going to jizz all over the, the microphone for. If they go 12 and 4, 13 and 3, 14 and 2, those guys are the lock. And I would put out of those, if, <clears throat> and Ty is going to go to Breeze again because of narrative. And I'll talk to that in this next section. <clears throat> because the narrative is, is, could come down to Russell Wilson, who's never gotten an MVP vote, and Drew Breeze, who's never won an MVP and finished second like four times. So you've got Mahomes and Lamar kind of competing. You've got Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers kind of competing for like that the gunslinger narrative. Then you've got the, the pity narrative, which would be Russ or, or Breeze. Now, you've still got to have a great season. So if they win it, it's not out of pity. But like that will be the narrative. It'll be like the – and pity is the wrong word. It'll be – it's their turn. Right? It's their turn. They deserve it. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's like how Scorsese won – you know, best uh, director for The Departed, but didn't win it for Goodfellas. It was like, okay, you know, Departed's not as good a movie as Goodfellas, but it's his time, okay? <clears throat> then you've got the, like, the the underdog supposed to not win the division group, all right? And Russ is in here again, because I don't say, like, listen, 
I think it's more likely that the Seahawks miss the playoffs than it is they win the Super Bowl. I could still see him making the playoffs. Fine, be mad at me. Tell me I'm biased, whatever. But I don't think the Seahawks have a very talented roster. <clears throat> and there's only so much that Russ is going to be able to do. So I see another 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven season from them. Now, if that's not the case, and but all of these three guys, so Russ, Kyler, and Deshaun, <clears throat> none of them are favorites to win their division, but they're going to have to win the division and put up monster games in big moments. They're going to have to they're going to have to have several signature games where they just grab the MVP and say, "I am will I am willing my team to victory and there's I there isn't an, I don't have enough help around me." And because of that, I'm the most valuable player in the league. But they're going to need to get to 11 wins minimum and a division title. So if Russ, Kyler, or Deshaun get to 11 wins and get the division title and kind of none of the other crazy shit happens, you know, Mahomes doesn't throw for 60 touchdowns, you know, Brady, you know, you know, you get, you get where I'm going with this, right? Then we get to Dak and Wentz and Wentz is pretty much already, he's had, he had, he could have, he could probably taste that MVP award in 2017. 33 touchdowns or something, only seven picks, three games to go, tears his ACL. Oh, and by the way, they had one of the best records in the league as well. He could taste that MVP award. And and obviously you can't, you know, wasn't going to win it. Went to Brady. So Wentz is already and and Dak, you know, an eight and eight team last year. But there's gonna be a lot of juice around him. There's gonna be a lot of eyeballs on the Cowboys this season. And specifically, you know, with his contract, like if he goes in on the franchise tag and then goes in and puts up, you know, another forty five hundred yard season, maybe throws 40 touchdowns this year. Now he protects the ball well enough that he's not going to have some kind of like asshole level number of interceptions. And so I could see like, now the Cowboys last year were based off point differential and point scored. They were supposed to win 10 games. They underperformed. And so it's not that they're going from eight and eight to 12 and four. Right, they're they're kind of supposed to be a ten and six seat team last year. They got a weaker division, so if Dak can come out and just blow the league off, uh, you know, blow the league up, you know, I could I could see the again narrative. Okay, if the Cowboys are the if the Cowboys are the one or the two seed in the NFC, which is doable. I think that um, I think that he could be in the running for the MVP. Then you've got former Patriots backups. So again, I limited. I tried to limit this as much as possible to just teams that I thought could win twelve games. Well, when you've got defense as good as the Niners and Patriots do, 
12 games is within reach. Bill Belichick's already, you know, Matt Castle won 11 games for him that year that Brady blew out his knee. Jimmy G just won 13 games last season. And we don't know anything about Stidham, and that's fine. So we'll we'll skip over him. But Jimmy already ran the second most explosive offense in the league last year. And if he's got more weapons, so he's got Debo on year two, Ayuk in uh, as the rookie, Kendrick Bourne as the red zone target, and Kittle. And so if they can stay healthy, because there were some injuries, notably to the, the, the offensive line. Uh, Richburg was out. Staley missed a couple games. The right guard missed a couple games. Uh, McGlinchey missed a, a game or two. There was a couple games where Staley and McGlinchey were both out. Um, you know, Jimmy might start getting more credit for the Niners being 13-3 last year and then 12-4 and next year, hypothetically. The other thing, the other, the way that the Jimmy G narrative would play out is that people would start saying, you know, because the, the narrative is, is like, okay, this is Kyle Shanahan's team and this is him pulling the strings and then Jimmy's a system quarterback and everything. The flip side of that narrative is that Kyle Shanahan hasn't won shit with anybody else except for Jimmy. Like Nick Mullins, CJ Beathard, Brian Hoyer, really shitty. Really shitty record with those guys. He's only winning with Jimmy. So again, narrative, narrative, narrative. If they can flip the narrative from Jimmy's assistant quarterback to Kyle's only winning with Jimmy, that could change. That could start changing the conversation around Jimmy. Is it likely he wins it? No. But again, the last four of the last five MVPs had worse odds than than plus 3,000, and Jimmy's at plus 3,300. So then you get to the second-tier gunslinger old guy thing. So we've got Brady and Breeze and Rodgers, and those guys, except for Breeze, have all won. Maybe I should have put Breeze in with, with this group. You know, but Brady and Rodgers in the guy, the, the old gunslinger that have already won an MVP, and they're taking one last crack at it. And then you've got Rivers, Big Ben, and Breeze as guys that have never won one. And... And and have some good teams around them. Breeze has the best team of the three. We don't know what Big Ben's going to be like, other than hey, he's got a glorious beard. And we don't know what Rivers is going to be like throwing to new receivers. He's ex- apparently excited about his offensive line. But then you so you got these the second tier old gunslinger as its as its own kind of narrative. You know, so watch the Colts go 14 and 2. Phillip Rivers is winning that MVP. Watch the Steelers go 13 and 3. Big Ben is going to get some votes, especially if he leads the league in, in passing yards like he did a couple years ago. And then Breeze, we've talked about, right? They go 13 and 3, 12 and 4. You know, this is going to be, this is the, it's their turn, right? And then the last one, and he his odds are are, I think, significantly better than I would expect them to be. But 
this is the you know this is Vegas. It's not it's 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 not prediction so much. They're trying to entice you to bet on 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 stuff. They've got Josh Allen at, at eighteen plus eighteen hundred. And so Josh Allen's main competition is going to be Josh Allen. The he is going to so the comp is obviously Cam Newton. Out of the last seven MVPs, the comp is obviously Cam Newton. And Cam Newton threw 35 touchdowns, another 10 rushing, and only like 10 interceptions, but had like a 59% completion percentage. But his team went 15 and 1. So if the Bills go 13 and 3, 14 and 2, and they're the number one or number two seed, and Josh Allen's got 4,500 combined yards, rushing and passing, 45 touchdowns. Rushing and passing, you know, eight to twelve interceptions. He's got a shot. He's he, he's going to end up with some votes, but the Bills are going to have to do something crazy. I'm thinking like fourteen and two or better for him to be included in that. So Josh Allen's main competition is Josh Allen. So my pick out of all these guys. So let me just pick a couple guys, and again. I've got the gambler personality, so I really fucking, I really want to put money on this, but I'm not going to because literally as soon as I start, that's when my life will fall apart, guaranteed. If I was going to bet on some kind of long-ish shots, so I wouldn't be betting on Mahomes, Lamar, or Brady. I wouldn't put money on Russ or Kyler. Dak at plus 1,200. Seems okay. Breeze at plus 1800 seems like a really nice, like, I think I'm, I'd be going like Dak and Breeze. I would go Jimmy because Jimmy's in that second full season with Matt, with um, Kyle Shanahan. Matt Ryan won his MVP, second full season under Kyle Shanahan. So, and the team's going to be, you know, 11 and they're going to be 11 and five or better. Okay, so if I had five hundred dollars to, to to spend, I'd spread it around Dak, Breeze, Jimmy G, Big Ben, and go Mahomes. I'll take I'll take out of those. I would take those five, and I take Mahomes as kind of my my safe bet. That if Mahomes wins, I get most of my money back. If the chalk wins, I get most of my money back. So, yeah, Mahomes, I like that. Mahomes, Dak, Breeze, Jimmy G, Big Ben. Those are my five. So, anyways, thanks for listening. Don't take this as gambling advice. You fucking idiots. Do not gamble (laughs) based off my fucking advice. I'll talk to you guys later. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. 
help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.